Welcome, and thank you for joining Your Financial Workout with Luke and Drew, Continuous Learning for Financial Success. This is episode three. We're going to be going through some some good topics here. I will be going over a few things, starting off with personal loans. This is in regards to financing strategies. I will also be going over retirement plan loans, and also touching uh, fairly quick on the snowball method of some debt debt management, uh, and uh, but also we have Andrew here. Andrew, do you want to tell them what you're going to be going through as well? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Good to be here tonight. Episode three. Um, yeah, this is an exciting episode for me. We're going to be talking a lot about some different banking strategies, more or less, I want to say. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about credit cards. Uh, I think we're going to touch on auto loans a little bit. And then uh, an important subject that I'm excited about is going to be the credit score. And we're just going to do an all kind of encompassing type talk about credit score, how to make it better, how to fix it, how to keep it strong, and, and maybe just touch on a couple other things when it comes to the topic. So, Yeah, yeah, no, that that'll be really good. So yeah. let's uh, let's let's get things started, huh? Mm-hmm. So first, first thing that we're going to be covering for financing strategies. So looking at personal loans, the usual way that people used to go about this was through banks. You used to just go to a bank, ask for money, and then they would have to pay interest on those loans. Uh, today, actually, it has become a little bit more popular through credit unions. They have been pretty competitive with their interest rates, but uh, and you also with credit unions there you know there is a membership you do have to be uh, be included in their in their membership program and then that would give you the capability of of taking out those loans there, but uh, but yeah the, those that's for personal loans and I know another financing str- financing strategy such as. Uh, credit cards as well. Andrew will be going that through through that with you. Yeah, um, something I can jump into quick with you, Luke, um, on personal loans. So what 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 is a personal loan? A personal loan is going to be something you can just go to a bank for. You can do a secured, unsecured type loan. So you can put down collateral if you've got it, uh, like an actual asset. Um, generally, like maybe a car, you can. Um, take money out of your car as long as it's paid off. That'd be a secured loan. Or you can do something that's unsecured, meaning that like you have nothing put down for it. So it's simply just you going to a creditor like a bank or a credit union saying, hey, I need $5,000 in cash. I'm going to pay you back. Here's my signature for it. Those type of loans are going to have a higher interest rate than if you were to borrow against some equity like a car or a home or something like that. Um, right. We, yeah. So an un, yep. unsecured, more of just a, more of just a promise yep. than secured using, using another asset as, as a, a just in case for the institution handing out the loan. Yep. That's, so, that's good. So um, that's good to know. There's if, also, 
Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, if you're out there, you're trying to borrow money, know that as long as your credit's good and you've got a stable job, if you need cash, generally you're able to go out and, and get that without uh, any hiccups for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and another thing, too, <clears throat> is paying attention to the uh, how the interest rates are are calculated as well for yep. when the when the loan is given. So whether that be a fixed rate, meaning it can't change uh, whatsoever, or a variable, uh, they sometimes call them adjustable rates as well. Um, but then that that'll be that'll be based off of a couple different factors. But uh, yeah, sometimes you can you can kind of get caught caught in a trap uh, if you don't look closely into it. Um, but yeah, I'd, I would highly recommend just, just reading, reading everything. And if you don't understand it, have, have someone, someone look at it as well. Have your financial advisor help you look at it. Um, just make sure you're, you just make a, uh, an educated choice, um, specifically for, for a loan because you're going to be paying for it. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. And other, and, and on top of that comment, know that, Banks um, are for-profit businesses. That's what they are. They're they're established to make a profit. So, if you have a personal loan with a bank at let's say ten, let's say you've got a uh, five-year loan borrowing five thousand dollars at a ten percent interest rate, know that just because you may have that with, uh, just for purposes of an example, Wealth Wells Fargo Bank. Um, other banks will refinance that loan potentially at a better interest rate, knowing that you were able to secure that loan with Wells Fargo. So if you want to run down to your local credit union or a JP Morgan or Bank of America and attempt to refinance that loan, and what I mean by refinance is you're transferring that loan from Wells Fargo to that other bank at a better interest rate, and you're able to save money mm-hmm. that way, it's an important thing to do. You'll you save quite, save yourself some so a good chunk of change by attempting to refinance for a better interest rate through other 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 creditors. So definitely, yeah, yeah, great great point. Um, do you want to hop into uh, credit cards here, Andrew? Yeah. So we all know about credit cards, and I I love credit cards in the sense that I got one as soon as I was eighteen. Um, because a credit card is one of the easiest ways to build your credit if you do it right. And um, unfortunately, a lot of us will get tangled up in credit cards thinking it's free cash in a sense. You know, you sign up for a credit card, you get a $2,000 credit limit. You're like, oh, great, I've got $2,000. And that's the last way you want to approach it. You want to approach it in a way that you get a credit card and can use it as a tool for emergencies or um, even ways to pay maybe some expenses uh, front that you know you're able to pay off soon. And what I mean by soon is by the next statement date. So this is a a tool, a credit tool you want to use, which is the credit card in a way that as soon as I charge something to this card, I know I'm going to pay it off by the next pay date. Um, That way you're able to rack up the points because there's some great credit cards out there that you can take advantage of, like a 1.5% cash back card, which essentially is... uh, I don't know if I necessarily want to say it, but it's free money. If if you were to pay something in cash or pay something with a credit card with the intention to make sure you pay it off by the, the due date and pay it off, not the minimum balance, but pay it to zero, uh, you're saving yourself 
uh, quite a bit of money in the long term. Absolutely. And yeah, I want to touch base a little bit on that as well. Um, Sometimes there are misconceptions as to the amount that you have on a credit card. Um, Looking at the, what, what you refer to as the, you know, the, the date, the pay date uh, that they have set up for the credit card. If you do have a balance and you can't pay the full amount, it will show you the minimum amount that you need to be paying. And so for sure, make sure you can pay that. But the the best would be to pay off the entire amount so then you don't accrue any interest. But, uh, but yeah, just wanted to, to bring that up. And on top of that subject too, I mean, this is something that being in banking as, as, as the time I have been in it, unfortunately, a lot of, uh, maybe young people or older people or whatever demographic you want to speak about, they maybe look bad at credit cards. Oh, it's such a high interest rate or, Oh, it's like, why would I, you know, I want to stay away from credit when in fact, by having a credit card and making those on-time payments over and over again, you're proving to your lender whoever that is, whether it be a bank or a credit union or whoever, that you're able to make payments on time, it's going to build your credit score faster than, than some of the other products you can, you can buy. And then on top of it, it's an emergency type use. So you're on a road trip with the guys or your family or you're, you're out and about and all of a sudden your debit card stops to work or stops working at a, at a gas station. I mean, what else other than cash, which you know, a little bit of cash on you would have been a good idea to bring. But if you don't have anything else on you, what else, what are you going to do? You're going to have to call somebody or try to get some sort of advance through another uh, type mechanism. So it's a tool mm-hmm. that can bail you out of a lot of bad situations if you have it on you and you're prepared to use it. You just have to use it in the right way. So, Right. Yep. Yep. No, that's good. Uh, do, do you want to dive in a little bit into uh, auto loans, Andrew? Yeah. So you've got a lot of different ways you can do auto loans. Um, You can walk into a dealership and a lot of times uh, you pick out the car you like and the, excuse me, the, the uh, dealership's going to run your credit. They're going to go ahead and put your credit score out there and run, run it out to maybe 10 to 15 different lenders. And then they're going to see which lender comes back with the best credit or excuse me, the best interest rate. And then, that's pretty much what you've got. Or you can go ahead and go down to your local bank or credit union and apply for an auto loan and let them know whether you do or don't have a vehicle picked out. Give them a price range of what you're looking at and then go from there. And it, it really does come down to the lender in terms of whether plan A or plan B is best. Um, if you've got a great relationship with a bank, you've been there a long time, you've got uh, maybe your investments and your savings account, or you've had your checking account with them since you were 16, they may be able to get you a good rate. And then some other times it is best to go through the dealership because they're able to kind of auction off your credit score in a sense with a bunch of lenders. So you just got to play around with that a little bit. But um, your auto loan is going to be a secure type of loan with the vehicle being put down as collateral. And um, you can build that out like uh, some of you know, anywhere from 36 to 72 months. 
Um, your best bet's generally going to be a zero percent interest rate, but that's normally going to be something you're only going to get with a brand new vehicle. <laughs> normally, right. you're looking at least That'd a couple nice. percent. It would be, yeah. Would be. <laughs> it's pretty much free money. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, you just weigh your options. Know you can go either A or B, and I would play A or B and see which one weighs out to your favor. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to add for auto loans as well, usually three to six months in the duration of the loan. And the shorter time frame, you're going to be paying higher higher payments, but you are going to be paying less interest rate. Um, so kind of, kind of look at your options, weigh it, and figure out what would be best for that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point, Luke. And then hopping into retirement plan loans, speaking specifically about 401ks, actually, if the plan itself allows for loans in this account, you are able to have these loans from the 401k now, one thing to consider. Wait a minute, is, Luke, real quick. So you're telling me that if I have a 401k, I can I can take a loan against my 401k or out of my 401k? Yeah. yeah. You, you know, Andrew, it's it's your lucky day. You, you will be able to do that. <laughs> I love these types of loans. That's why I'm... <laughs> I didn't know about this for a long time. That's why it's a great, it's a great uh, product. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it it does make it very easy to uh to have a loan. Um and this is this is entirely just based off of the assets that you have in the 401k. And now what one thing to consider is it's not going to affect your credit score. So, you know, a credit rating agency is not going to get this and be like, "Oh, he well, he took a loan out and he paid it back really fast. And so that's going to bump it up a little bit. No, that they won't have a clue uh, that, that you did that. Um, now, the interest rates are usually pretty, pretty low. Uh, it is very easy to, to get it set up for the repayment plan as well. Now, what, one thing to consider is when you take the loan out of a 401k account, the money that you take out is not going to be able to appreciate and grow, you know, to help help you in retirement. So, uh, you know, those investments will be will not be able to uh, to compound. But uh, but yeah, it it does make it make it very easy though, and and that is that is another option option there as well. And and to comment on that, I found that the 401k loan, it's kind of a catch because like Luke just said, you're you're borrowing against your retirement. So it's it's awful in the sense that you're slowing down your ability to grow your funds through your retirement, but it's also best in the sense that your interest rate's gonna be and that's something you need to check on, but I wanna say generally the interest rate's gonna be better than what most banks are gonna be able to lend you at. So you really gotta weigh your your pros and cons on doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I took a loan against my 401k, 
the interest rate was almost uh, it was spectacular compared to what my borrowing had been on a personal loan. And so when if you mm-hmm. if it's an emergency, go ahead and weigh out your options and see what makes the most sense. And yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it also depends on, you know, what age you are. Yep. You want to take that in consideration. You know, if you're going to be retiring pretty soon, that may not be the best. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a few things to consider there. Now, since, since we've been talking about the, all these different financing strategies, just wanted to cover the, just a risk management, uh, risk, uh, debt management strategy, excuse me. Uh, so it's called the snowball effect, which many of you may have heard of previously, but this is really tackling uh, credit cards first because they are a higher interest rate, making sure that isn't burying a, a hole in your pocket. So just so you have the minimum payment for, say, credit card one, and you have a minimum monthly payment for credit card two, and credit card one has a little bit less amount on that card so you try paying that off first and then you can use the minimum monthly payment of the first credit card plus the extra of what you use to pay it off to snowball it so that's why they call it the snowball method to put all that money toward the second credit card to then tackle that and get rid of that as soon as possible and then from there just going into other loans as well. So say you have a car loan after that, you can use all of the cash used to pay off, you know, the monthly payments for the credit cards into this car loan, which then in turn would help pay off the, the car loan sooner rather than later. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a a different way of, of tackling, tackling debt. And, but yeah, I love so, that method. Andrew, do you, yeah. Oh, it's it's great. It's mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think there's anything, any other way you should be paying down your debt. Honestly, it's like a sack of cards. So you're gonna want to pay your your smallest loans off first. And if you can, if you can rank your loans or debt. So let's say you got four credit cards. Every one of the credit cards has a balance. One of the credit cards has a higher interest rate than than the other one. You want to do your best to stack your deck with the lowest balances, highest interest rates first, and then pay those off. So that way, by the end of it, you're left with the credit card or loan that has the highest balance. So lowest lowest balance first, highest balances last. You get those lowest ones out of the way, and then you're able to tackle the bigger one at the end. Exactly, Luke. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, it is a... It, it makes it it makes it more feasible to to tackle the debt doing it this way as well and it it helps i mean it helps with confidence you know paying off the the debt then as well uh you know kind of just like any other thing in life if you just do the the small thing first you know be be proud that you tackled that and then go on to the next one and 
but yeah, just makes it a little bit more doable. Definitely. hundred percent. Yeah. So Andrew, do you want to, uh, let, let's hop into credit score real quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we got, if you we down? got some time, do a little bit of a longer episode. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Let's, let's go through it. It's good okay. stuff. So credit score information. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about some facts here, but at the end of that, I think in the end, it really doesn't matter, which is kind of funny. Um, so when it comes to your credit score, your 700, your 650, your 550, whatever your credit score is going to be, it's it's made up of a bunch of different parts. And then each part has a specific weight on your score. So the first the first part you're going to have is going to be your your payment history. Now, your payment history only makes up about 35%, excuse me, not only, but makes up the majority part of the majority part of your credit score, which is going to be 35%. Your amounts owed, meaning the category of, uh, of how much you have owed is going to make up 30% of your, of your credit score. So right there, you, you're going to have the majority of, of what your credit score is made up of your payment history. How well are you make, how well are you on making your payments on time? And two, how much money do you owe to the creditors lending you uh, what you need? After that, mm-hmm. you're going to have length of credit history, your new credit, and your credit mix. Uh, length of credit history is going to make up about 15%. Uh, new credit established as an individual is going to make up about 10%. And then your credit mix is going to be about the, the, the rest, which is going to be about 10%. So it's funny because we can go ahead and uh, mathematically go ahead and lay out all the different percentages and how much it, it's weighted out to your credit score. But as a banker, I never really got into that too much. Really, there's two things you need to pay attention to, which is, am I making my payments on time? And am I maxing out the amount of credit that's lent lent to me, which is really number one and two. And those are going to be your most important parts. So kind of circling mm-hmm. back to what I spoke to earlier with your credit card, that's why having a credit card early on, especially if you're, you know, 18, 20, that's, that's the best time to get a credit card because you're able to establish credit early and then prove right away that you're able to make payments on time by paying off your credit or your credit card, not maxing it out to your $2,000 credit limit, but paying it off every month and then making consistent payments each month. Mm-hmm. No, that's huge. Well, one thing I want to add as well, is going back to the to the snowball effect paying off debt so some some people that they pay off the credit cards they're they're entirely done with one card and they're super excited about it they're like you know what i'm never going to use that again so they decide to close the account entirely they close close that card's account and what that does actually is wipe the entire history <laughs> of that card. Isn't that crazy? To, to nothing, to nothing. So then the the credit the credit scoring company is going to look at that and be like, oh well, now he doesn't have any history <laughs> of any payments on any debt, so we have no idea what score to give him, and that can. <laughs> <laughs> that can hurt your score a lot, even though it it very much is common sense to oh. close that account. Oh, definitely. Um, I I I one hundred percent 
am, you know, am for cutting up the credit card after you pay it off. If you never want to use it again, that's fine. But just don't close the account um, because you you do want that payment history for for the credit uh, credit scoring companies to look back on and and say, okay, he does have that that history and and payment record that uh, you know that they use to to uh, provide that credit score. So yeah, I just wanted to wanted to add that real quick. No, I'm glad you said that. And, and I'm <laughs> what's so funny about that whole thing is just a catch twenty two, in the sense that you can open up a credit card, spend on it for ten years, great credit. You've proven yourself so well with this credit card, on time payments, never max it out, and close it out. And all of a sudden, that hurts your credit. Yet you've got this car loan over here that you're not making good payments on that you've missed a bunch of credit <laughs> or payments. You know, you haven't made your payments on time. You're late, you're overdue, what have you, but that'll stick around with you forever. But that credit card you closed, well, I'm sorry, you closed it. <laughs> Shouldn't have closed that credit card. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unfortunately the system's a little bit out of whack when it comes to that, but that's uh yeah. that is a fact that Luke brought up that you absolutely have to keep in mind. So yeah, no, definitely. Keep your good credit. Good stuff. Your bad credit's going to stick with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep, nothing you can do. Well, perfect. Uh, and, and I, 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 I know mm-hmm. that we're going a little long. Last thing, and this is something I wanted to throw on there. If you are looking to open up a credit card, do your best to stay away from cards that have an annual fee. Because what we just talked about with closing a credit card is going to hurt your credit uh, generally, especially if it's something you've proven with good credit. So if you have a $100 credit card that you have to pay an annual fee on every year, a $100 annual fee every year, and you've had it for you know five years, and that sixth year comes around and you're like, God, I really don't want to pay that $100 annual fee. I'd rather just close out the card. Well, by closing out the credit card, you may end up hurting your credit score. And so if you can stick to cards that mm-hmm. don't have an annual fee, it's going to be a lot easier not to need to close those out in the future, uh, which just makes the whole whole thing a little bit easier on you. They say that it's that it's better to have a small amount on the credit card where you actually pay the minimum payment. Mm, yeah. And instead of having the credit card and having zero dollars on it, which in my head I think that's you know smarter than. You know, if you have, you know, a couple thousand on a card, if you yeah. have a ten thousand dollar limit, um, but yeah, that they they look at it as a, you know, as like that is the the healthiest way of of boosting your credit score if you just have a small amount and you're paying the minimum payment. So yeah, I, I just thought that was that was really interesting, but I just kind of wanted to to bring that up. Yeah, no, I agree. Pay your credit cards off. Make your as long as. All you've got to do in order to have a good credit score and, and don't go out and pay a, some credit score, you know, company that's going to help you build a re- some sort of credit score repair company or something like that. Most of those, in my opinion, are just charging you too much that you can do on your own when, in fact, all you need to do is do your best to refinance your debt, make your payments on time and get the amount you owe as low as possible and, and go from there. So. Yep. No, definitely. Well, perfect. 
Well, yeah. Andrew, do, do you want to uh, provide the email address real quick? Um, yeah. So it's going to be your your financial workout ca at gmail.com. And so if you especially if you got any questions about today's episode, it's it's your financial workout. The and then the letter C A Charlie Andrew at gmail.com. Um, yeah, let us know what you're thinking about and what you want us to talk about, and we'll we'll keep the keep the episodes moving. Perfect. Well, thank you all for joining, and we look forward to the next time. Perfect. Thanks, guys. All investment strategies and investments involve risk of loss. Nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as investment or financial advice. Any reference to an investment's past or potential performance is not and should not be construed as a recommendation or as a guarantee of any specific outcome or profit.